0: This podcast on 97.3
2: The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
1: On close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right right now, right now, right now.
0: Welcome
2: to Ben and Woods.
3: Oh, the hair on my neck just
2: <laughs> straight up. <laughs> With
3: Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Steven Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We <laughs> <It's even> the <laughs> <laughs> on
4: 97.3 The Fan.
1: Yeah, you got
4: satin shoes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are halfway home, right? We're halfway home on a uh, Thursday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Shout out to uh, Oscar for for stopping by. Super nice guy. Brought us a, a bottle of whiskey. Uh, and uh, very, very nice gentleman. I love him. He's come right into the, the Airbnb. You know, at some point, maybe Maybe there could be a time when we go out to do spring training where we bring listeners with us. We've got four bunk beds just sitting there rotting. (laughs) The
3: listener bunk
4: room. The listener bunk room. (laughs) Got a a really nice message. I was telling you guys uh, about this uh, during the break. You know, I said, hey, there's a lot of tier ones that live out here. You know, a lot of Pottery fans live out here as well. And I got a really nice uh, message from Justin last night that said, hey, man, we're 15 minutes south of Peoria. Um, appreciate all your efforts working with the film and audio outdoors sucks. I know from experience, if you need anything while you're here, please reach out. I'm a San Diego native picky about Mexican food. I recommend Ben. Here we go. Oh, taco Licioso. It's a taco trailer parked near a gas station. So, you know, Uh, it's good. Yeah, I love those. And then he said, we also have a legit spare bedroom if you ever have an emergency. So the three of us could go to, if we wanted to, we could go to Justin's house and we could stay there tonight hmm. and do, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Even though we have, in
3: the bed. Even though we have multiple bedrooms here. Yeah, I'm just saying. We could go and just all stay in his spare bedroom
4: if, together. If there was an emergency. Like, let's say, I don't know. Like
3: Grandpa George and Grandma Georgina and Grandpa <laughs> yeah. Joe and Grandpa Grandma, Joe, Grandma yep.
4: Josephina. And we could get in the yeah. one bed. And you guys, I'll go down at the bottom and you guys stay at the top. <laughs> and
3: we can sleep there tonight. But to nuts. Thank you for the uh, offer, but uh, we'll pass.
4: Well, I mean, you never know. What if well, there's a propane tank that explodes in here today and we need a place to stay tonight?
3: I probably would still stay here with the exploded
4: <laughs> propane tank, honestly. Justin, I'm sorry 100%. Ben hates you and can't stand you, but I I appreciate your offer. I am, Pauly does as well.
3: I'm feeling so old though. I mean, when I first met Oscar, he was 9 years away from even being able to legally drink. He was 12. When I first met him and now he's bringing us whiskey. bottles of whiskey that he sells, uh, you know, as part of his job out here in Arizona. So, yeah, I feel old. But I, I'll tell you, when people ask me, I've been in TV 20 years now. What's your favorite story you've ever covered? My stock answer is usually that Parkview Little League. World Championship—the sure. one team that won it all from San Diego—it was an amazing story. We had the games on, so we were out there for a full week doing shows and getting it's to Williamsport, know Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yep, and uh, getting to know the coaches and the players and doing features every single day and the parents and they're all celebrating. And it really was a fantastic story. I think now I, the, the Padres Dodgers playoff series from last year is. <laughs> is awfully close and and may take the lead just based on how incredible it was and everything we got to do and then covering it on TV at the same time and the atmosphere in the city of San Diego. But, uh, yeah, for years I've said that Little League championship – one of maybe my favorite thing to cover, but now in, in he's all the years,
4: full Michael Jordan, <laughs> f them kids. Uh, it's all about They're the not pot kids anymore. The <laughs>
3: They're not kids anymore, as we uh, clearly saw here a couple of minutes ago.
4: No, I, uh, I'm, It was very nice of him to stop by and do that, and uh, yeah, love to meet our listeners uh, any chance uh, we can we can get.
3: Let's uh, open the phone lines here. Uh, Scan's going to be by after Bob Melvin's doing his scrum. Uh, let's see, just, uh, well, I think up that, that, that way. That yeah, way, that yes. way is, is yeah. where the scrum is taking place, uh, right now at the Peoria Sports Complex and he's going to stop by and, uh, we'll talk a little Padres baseball with Scan here, uh, from spring training. But if you want to join us, good chance, uh, to talk to Ben Woods, 833-288-0973. Uh, Frank will answer the phones back in the studio, 833 288 Zero ninety seven three and uh, and whatever you want to talk about, I assume it's going to be Padres heavy. But I well, just
2: saw a few minutes ago. I, we don't have to get into it right now, but I would like to dive into what Aaron Rodgers did. We talked about yes. him getting ready yes. for his dark trip or whatever, his he, darkness retreat, darkness retreat. And I just opened up a story from Adam Schefter that he posted a few minutes ago. He's out. Um, he said it was a partially underground Hobbit-like structure with 300 square feet of space, devoid of light, with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a mat to meditate on the floor. That was it. And that's it. That's it. Like, underground, just dark, nothing. Like, I, I actually room.
3: looked up this website. We found the place that he, um, he went to. It's in, in Oregon, and it's called Sky Cave Retreats. And they showed pictures of, like, the room where you know Aaron Rodgers would have been staying—it's—they um, said it's three hundred square feet, which is about you know a little less than like thirty percent less than a normal hotel room. So it's like a small hotel room size, I mean, like
2: this living room.
3: Yeah, about three—it's just about three hundred square feet. There's a like a bathtub in the corner, yep. like a bathroom area. Bed. There's a bed, and there's like a, a mat rug where just, if you want to do some like all that. meditation, but it's um. <laughs> It's it's small and they have they have endorsements from people who have stayed there and,
2: and it's like three hundred square feet. Which I think is like it's like three hundred. The size of feet. like a hotel room.
4: I heard that there was a bathtub and a bed and a mat to meditate. I'm trying on.
3: to call up. The, I had the website <laughs> earlier in my website. Does anybody know how big the room
4: was? That I, Aaron Rodgers.
3: I,
2: it did? says here is about three hundred <laughs> square feet, which you know it's about the size of like a regular hotel room. <laughs>
3: It
4: never gets old. I missed that. I missed it, too.
3: I mean, this is what people say about this place. I finally found it. Uh, The closest thing I can come up with relating the darkness retreat to is being in the process of labor and giving birth to new life. I'm sure
4: the women in our audience will love that. That's
3: a woman. It is, of course, (laughs) it is not the same, but there are many similarities. The challenge of meeting each intense moment is there. The overwhelming waves are there. The unfolding mystery is there. What feels like grace Is there what feels like primordial mother space holding us all is there. It's incredibly profound and hard to relay the experience in words. Wow. The darkness. This is uh, Robbie. He says, the darkness retreat itself was a grueling experience (laughs) where you're bound to find your edge daily. There is a lot of fear wrapped up when you can't see your environment. I was attracted to the experience to try for a reset to reduce my addiction to technology. The dark retreat experience, coupled with the fresh air, giant cedar trees, waterfalls, fresh soil, and beautiful community there felt very healing. I mean, there's a lot of people who have uh, had life-changing experiences in the dark. Very interesting.
4: Yeah, I mean, being alone with your thoughts in the dark is probably a pretty <laughs> uh, dangerous place to be sometimes. So I can see why uh, – Why I, I can see if you, if you really committed to it and – and, and actually made it the entire time, which is such a long Here's the time. Here's a guy who spent
3: eight days oh, in the my. dark. Forest is his name. The dark room provides a space where, due to the lack of any external stimulation, I could realize that the whole of my experience occurs within. A grand reminder that this is the, all there is, really, really ever is anyway, and that transformation is accessible in one's own heart. I'm not opposed to it. I am very opposed I'm to it. I'm not opposed to I it. I, don't, I can tell you right now. Extremely opposed to I it. I could
4: not make it four days. I could make it one. Well,
3: I don't want to be trapped with nothing but my own thoughts for days. I enjoy the distraction of light and being able to see things during the day. I don't know. Hear I mean, things and thinking about other things. There's something,
4: I, again, a day. I, I could do a twenty-four hour in a heartbeat. I'd sleep for nineteen of it. So right. big deal. I've been sleeping like a I've been sleeping like a teenager here because I don't have any kids and uh, to take care of. I mean, I've been sleeping like four so hours. Let's, let's after call it the two show. days. Two days, forty-eight hours. Yeah, I could do to it to get
2: the full. I think
4: get a real grasp on the full. I experience. mean, it would be scary. It would be scary. Yeah.
3: Like, I think that definitely to be alone in the dark. I mean, you can control. There's a light switch in there. You can turn it on if you. Really wanted to, but then you wouldn't be getting the experience. You'd just be in a really small, crummy, three hundred square foot hotel room. I
4: think I'm into it, though. I think I, I would do it. uh Ayahuasca or that? Which one?
3: I think I'd go with the ayahuasca. You are kidding point. me? Yeah. Really? I don't. I really don't, don't want to do the dark
2: <laughs> I darkness retreat. I don't retreat. know enough about <laughs> ayahuasca. I don't
3: really care. I don't, I don't. I don't want to do a darkness retreat. I know. That that doesn't sound at all healing or appealing or meditative to me.
4: Does it? Are you? Is it because of you're afraid of the dark?
3: Well, I mean, I think part of it is that there is. I mean, I not yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, bit yeah. The I the mean, it's fine. Yeah. Why not? No judging here. Yeah, we never judge on this show ever. I always feel like I'm going to run into something. I feel like, like I'll stub, stub my toe. A lot. I, hate stubbing, I, my toe. I <laughs> hate stubbing my toe. I've done it a hundred times. I hate stubbing my toe.
4: Uh, I, I mean, has he made a decision
3: yet? Though. Oh, we have not heard about any no. Aaron Rodgers decision.
2: No decision. No. I thought that I think he just came out
4: like this the, morning, like Punxsutawney Phil.
3: I don't know. <laughs> Four days. Aaron Rodgers he left sees the dark shadow. Room
2: and the facility on Wednesday, so that was yesterday. Okay.
3: Six more seasons with I'm the sure Green Bay Packers. I'm
2: sure he'll go on the Pat, the Pat McAfee show. show. <laughs> yeah, just wearing tank and doing their announcements. Okay. All right.
4: Well, I mean, good luck to him. I, hopefully, it helped. Hopefully, it worked. Uh, and you get the uh, the idea of what you want to do moving forward. If you're Aaron Rodgers,
2: I mean, he's he's already a, he's a different egg,
4: different cat.
2: So I can I can see that working for him I, for I, sure. I, I can see it working for anybody if they really commit to it and, and buy in. But he's already in on a lot of that kind of stuff. Yes, do so. you
3: do you believe that technology is lessening our experience or bettering our experience
4: uh i I, both both but it it when i get that when i get that update on my phone that tells me my screen time it's it's staggering i mean it truly is staggering i'm full-on addicted to i'm in a very addictive personality so the phone is just an appendage i mean i
3: love my time playing golf and being outside and and oftentimes i won't check the phone once during an entire four and a half hour round you're outside, you're fresh air, you're getting exercise. I do enjoy the time away. I just don't think I need to do it in a dark room to get that. I can do that outside. I can do that in San Diego without, like, being in complete darkness. I'm going to
4: pitch a four-day golf trip to my wife to get recentered. centered yes, that, that now that, that, that I can, can get do. behind
3: 100%. But look at, it, at where we are right now. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can't see it all, but – we got laptops, we've got cameras, yeah. we've got a big screens, TV, we've got a clock blinking 12. I mean, that is that a VCR? That's a VCR, and buddy. Yeah, slash I mean, DVD, DVD layer. I knew we had DVDs. DVDs. There's I VHSs did, in there. I didn't realize we actually had VHS, VCR oh, yeah. capabilities as well. There's, uh... Yet No one knows how to set the clock, so it's not blinking 12, 12, 12. That's very 1987 right there. No, I
4: am a, I mean, I'm full-on technology addict. I think everybody in this room is. I mean, you'd be... I'm, I'm married to my phone. Right? It's, I mean,
3: everyone in the 21st century really really is for the and, most and part. And that
4: being said, you know, the, 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 I'd love to put my phone down more. It's like with what we do for a living, man, you're always afraid you're going to miss something. You're always afraid you're going to be you know, on the back end of it. If I didn't do this job, I don't know how involved I would be on social media. I mean, media, let's, but.
3: If, you are, if you consider yourself not a technology addict, though, I mean, what, what are you? What life are you living? At this moment, are you uninformed about what's going on? Potentially. Do you you just get the newspaper every day and and read that, and that's how you you stay up to date? Is that feasible even in the year 2023 that you can, you know, not really have a – just have a landline phone? Like, (laughs) if you're not at your house within reach of the phone in your kitchen, then you are inaccessible. Can you have a job nowadays if that was the case?
4: I don't – I mean – You'd have to be an independent contractor of some sort. You'd have how to. Would, I mean,
3: in, assuming you have clients of yeah, any sort well, you, in any business, you have phone, you have hours. That how you're... would your
2: life change if you got rid of your smartphone, like your iPhone, and you had a cell phone still? But You'd like lugging your laptop around, like the old, you know, like a Motorola Razor or something like that. You still enjoy the technology technological advances in the world, but you're just not glued to your phone. I don't know.
3: I guess. I mean, I, I I get that some people spend way too much time on social media and on the internet and just, just scanning things, and you do have to stop and smell the roses and and break away from it from time to time. But I feel like it's I feel like it's made my life easier because if I didn't have that stuff, and I remember when I was younger, I would I would worry about what what was going on, like that I didn't know. Yeah, like, of I, course. You know, like, hey. I'll – my parents, I'll pick you up at school at 3.30, and, and they're, they're not there. And It's like, okay, I mean, what are they just running a little bit late, or did someone forget? Or, I mean, there's no way you – know, you couldn't text. You couldn't communicate that knowledge. I mean, I feel like nowadays it's so much better because of all that. Yeah, I
4: wrestle with it as a parent a lot because, I, you know, you want your kids to be tech savvy because – the look at me. I'm a boomer. I can't operate anything. Like, I want them to be better – at at technology than I am, but I also, not at five years old, I'm not going to just toss Bo the iPad anymore and say, you know, get after it. We've taken it away from him, and he's a better kid. He colors more. He reads more. He plays more. That's very important. Very, very important. When he was on the iPad a lot during the pandemic with a pregnant wife, and it was like, here, just take this, and please stop screaming. You do what you have to do to get by as a parent, but – once we 've taken it away from him he 's a better kid he 's a better human being. We feel like it was literally rotting his brain uh, watching you know video after video every day. But what did I do when I was nine? I sat my ass in front of the TV and I watched MTV for fourteen straight hours, <laughs> or I played video games like maybe we maybe we 've always been this way, so i don 't know i I love the darkness tr- retreat i do i 'm a fan of it i think I think anything that can help you find some peace. Uh, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely in on
3: it. Well, if you've got some thoughts, call us. 833-288-0973. Would you want to do the darkness retreat? Do we rely too much on technology uh, in the year 2023? Or do you feel like it, it helps your life and makes things easier for you? 833-288-0973. We'll come back. Bob Scanlon going to be knocking on the door probably in the next 15 minutes or so. And talk some pod baseball with him. We'll be back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: (laughs) Welcome back to Bennett Woods. It is 824 in the morning back in San Diego, 924 here in Arizona broadcasting live from our airbnb today back at the padres spring training complex tomorrow all of our coverage brought to you by mattress makers natural handcrafted mattresses we a lot of us care a lot about shopping locally and supporting local businesses especially like you know things like restaurants why not with mattresses as well mattress makers has their own factory they're locally owned They know what they're doing. They've been in business for a really long time. You can trust them. They want to take care of your customers. They're not just a factory selling, you know, mass-produced mattresses out there. Get something that really is perfect for you and check them out there in La Mesa. Uh, I saw this story, and by the way, stick around for a couple of minutes. We're going to be giving away some tickets to uh, Guns N' Roses at Snapdragon Stadium at the end of this segment. When is that going down? Five minutes, not until October, but you can win tickets in five minutes. I, I can? Yes, well, you can't. But listeners can. And I bet there's a lot of tier ones who would happily invite you with their second ticket. <laughs> I, I will To go accept. see Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I will that'll gladly be, accept. That'll be your choice out there, though. No obligation to invite Woods if you do win them.
4: Uh, Actually, so, yeah. I mean, you're slightly <laughs> obligated, I would I say.
3: We've people. been uh, we've been pretty focused, obviously, you know, running around to the Padres Spring facility. I feel like I've missed some stories the last couple of days, almost as if I might not Detached to technology at every moment, yeah, because uh, we 're running around uh, here in Peoria, and i didn 't see this story from Monday, but uh, Craig Calcaterra, our friend brought it up in his newsletter. Did you see that the Mets apparently cleared out their facility of fans and media so they could work on a secret play, like a some, secret play something like a secret drill that they did not want people witnessing or taking pictures of? So there was a lot of speculation as to what what, what is Buck Walter and the Mets what are they up to and the first thing most people thought of was all right with the new rules and the the two disengagement rules, how are we going to combat that with pickoffs with you know throw, pitch outs pitch outs throws over are we going to try something is there something that hasn't been thought of unique in baseball and baseball's been around for a hundred and 50 plus years. Are there things that haven't been invented yet in this sport that, that maybe a team like the New York Mets is trying to come up with this season?
4: I think the answer is a resounding yes. There are things that we've never seen in this game of ours that we love so much. I think the uh, Tampa Bay Rays have been really great at that over the years, developing and doing some cool stuff. Look at this guy, Bob Scanlon, walking in the room. Hey, Bob, tall, watch your right
3: hander. Come, come on and take a seat on the couch or put uh, your stuff down. But, yep. Benny,
4: if you remember, when we talked to Bob Melvin yesterday, he was talking about all the nuances and all the new things that he's going to have to think about as a manager. It's it's again, you know, it, it, it's different. Every every year there's going to be some new rule changes. And how do we maximize that uh, as a squad? And. I can't I can't poke fun at Buck Showalter at all for kicking media out and saying, hey, and it could have been something with how he's going to do the shift. You know, is, is somebody going to be in motion running over? I mean, there's a million and, different and things.
3: Apparently, yeah, the update on the story is that, that maybe it was some sort of infield drill yeah. that they were working on. So your idea of perhaps, uh, you know, something that they've come up with to, to shift without shifting uh, could potentially be, you know something that the Mets are working on so well, let's let's welcome Scanning since he has arrived here at the Airbnb and this is a perfect conversation I think you for join us I mean it's like an NFL team secret drills of uh, taking place at spring training that the no media no fans watching we've come up with like a trick play like we're running the Philly special now
5: in, yeah in, in baseball yeah it's crazy hey by the way, thanks for having me on. Thank you. That's it's our pleasure. i some time with you. Love the setup here. You know, to be honest with you, I was, uh, I was expecting something like straight out of Compton, Dr. Dre party when <laughs> I wish. showed up well, here. We have whiskey. We have whiskey. i will need some whiskey. One our listeners brought yeah, us good. some whiskey this morning. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, this is great. But, uh, yeah, it is interesting, though. I mean, I'm just hopping into the middle of this conversation. But, obviously – I don't think anybody knows how this is going to play out. And it's been fascinating to me with some of the rules, even with talking with the players. Some of the guys have spent some time thinking about it. Other guys literally have spent no time thinking about it. I I heard a couple of pitchers talking the other day, and they were explaining to each other, I think it's this, and it's 20 seconds for this, and 15 (laughs) seconds for that. So it's not something that's been keeping guys up at night in the offseason. But as far as the strategy part goes, I don't think anybody knows. And it's going to be interesting to see who's at the forefront of trying to do something unique to take advantage of the situation, right? Because that's, that's baseball. That's looking for that edge, man. Looking for that edge, that one tiny percent
4: that could, could flip a game on its ear. And it's going to go back and forth, right? Yeah.
5: First it might be one team has some unique thing that they're doing in a first and third situation. And there've been two step-offs and we're going to start both runners and see how the defense reacts. And then, (laughs) And then it's going to go the other way, possibly, right, where the defense, okay, we figured out how to stop that, and also our strategy, so I, I think it's going to be a back and forth, a little bit of a chess match, and some things are going to work, some things are going to fail disastrously, probably, <laughs> yeah, then, no doubt. but it's going to be fun to watch. We may right? see
3: more triple plays this year than we've seen in the last 20 years combined. <laughs> right.
5: First and third, nobody yeah. out, and all of a sudden, we got two outs and nobody on base, what happened? Yeah, seriously, I mean,
4: and, and there are those forward thinkers in the game. You know, Kevin Cash is is, is one we bring up all the time, and... You know, there's a couple of those games last year. You look, he's like, he's got four outfielders out there. You know, I mean, it is, it's, it's pretty crazy what you can do. And and one thing we know about baseball, they are going to look to uh, look for every edge and look to exploit some things, some weaknesses yeah. that other teams have. Uh, we asked Bob Melvin yesterday. You know, the extra inning rule, the potteries have been very successful in it. How do you, how do you explain that? He's like. I really can't. He said, you know, if we do it at home, it's the crowd. He gives the crowd a lot of credit. He said, but, you know, we want to keep that rolling, obviously. They have a re- – they're like 750
3: winning percentage. they twenty four and, and 12 since the rules yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember On he was asked about games, it yeah.
5: last year, and to your point, nothing's changed. It's not as though, right. yeah, in the off season, we did a bunch of analytic work and we kind right. of figured out this is what it is. But what's interesting with regards to that, I don't know if you guys have been surprised, but my first reaction was, oh, we're going to see a bunch of bunting and moving guys over. The small game is going to come back because of that situation. And actually, I think it's been the exact opposite, where teams have figured out one run is not going to win in those situations. We're going to have to score multiple runs to try to get something done. So a great example of you don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. And until you get out on the field and see how some of these rules actually affect them. Well, in
4: your opinion, you know, you, you pitched in the big leagues for a long time, Bob. Uh, if they had come to you at the beginning of spring training and said, all right, so here's the deal. This is the clock, and you need to be aware of it. and yeah. would, you, would it have taken away from your focus at all, or is it that's what spring training's for? We're going to get used to this by the time opening day starts. Joe Musgrove or you, Darvish, whoever is on the slab, day one, they're not even going to be thinking about it.
5: I think it's different for each guy. So for me personally, I know that the 15 second of clock would not have been a factor at all because I was a ground ball guy. I needed to work quick. I needed to make sure my infielders were on their toes because I wasn't striking anybody. I needed those guys to make (laughs) diving plays behind me. (laughs) Exactly. So that part I don't think would have affected me very much. On the other hand, the throwing over to first, that would have been a huge issue for me. I'd be a wreck about it. Yeah. I'd be a wreck about it. No question. For me, I had a high leg kick. I didn't have a great move over to first base. So it was... Huge weapon for me to be able to step off, change my timing, throw over to first base with not a great move, but at least show them that I will throw over there at times. So that would have been a big problem for me in terms of figuring out, okay, how am I either gonna get my move better, use my slide step better, be more efficient with my throws over to second base, And being a ground ball guy, I needed to keep the double play in order. I needed to keep guys close. close. Yes, and that's going to be another factor as well. Are we going to see less double plays because guys are able to get a larger leadoff first? So there's all kinds of subtle nuances. But for me personally, the 15-second clock, not a big deal. The throws over to first would have been. But there's some guys, as we know, the Mike Clevengers, um, Luis Garcias, guys who are slow to the plate where that 15-second clock might be a big deal, right? Well,
3: I'm a big fan of get it pitch it, throw it, you sure. keep that game moving. As a fan, yeah. observing, I don't, lo- I don't like watching pitchers who stand around and stare in forever. Neither and, do their you know, teammates, by the going, way. And, 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 <laughs> There's yeah, infielders Bob, right. that are like, yes. yes. Exactly. But at the same time, we talked to Michael Walker yesterday, and I don't mind, hey, if you've been grabbing it and throwing it and grabbing it and throwing it, and you're in the fourth inning and things, finally, all right, you, now you got two base runners, and you just need to take a second. You're a 2-0 count, you want to take a breath. I don't mind that the pitcher every once in a while wants to gather their thoughts. And I feel like now they're being charged for a disengagement if they do that. But if you said, okay, well, you can take a breath whenever you want – teams would take advantage of that and say, well, <laughs> of now course. we can step off at any time we want. Just I'm say, calling my breath timeout. my breath, and, yeah. and, and the, the, the rule would be meaningless for a 15-second pitch clock.
5: Yeah, but it's a great point that you bring up in terms of, okay, when you're in a long inning as a pitcher, each pitch gets exponentially more difficult, and you do literally want to take a breath to let your body recover and recoup. And so I'm wondering if that's going to become a factor for guys, and we actually end up having longer innings possibly. So even though we're speeding up the game in some ways, The innings are longer in others because there's less double plays because guys are getting bigger leads. There's less time to recoup, and so later in the inning, when you need to make that big pitch on the 2-2 pitch, you're a little bit more gassed than you would have been. Uh, Also, we're going to have less shifts, so there's going to be more balls getting through. So... Do we? How much time are we really going to save off the games? It's going to be running quicker, but we might have longer innings because there's more that's designed True. to help the offense. I don't know if you guys have an over-under of how much we're going to save that's this year. That's a
3: good point. I mean, we saw minor leagues saved a lot, but Twenty. Yeah, it may not, that's be, not gonna be as have. much in the big leagues for sure. I, I
5: think it'll be less. All right, yes. let's
3: take a quick time out. We do want to give away. We've got some Guns and Roses to take oh, away. Oh, sweet. Yes. Away. Excellent. he GNR fan?
5: Bob? Yeah, absolutely.
3: All right, so uh, you can call now. Uh, Frank, to the back in the studio, 833 eight zero ninety seven three. Fourth caller uh, gets a pair of tickets to Guns N' Roses at Snapdragon Stadium on October 1st. It'll be like playoff time, and you'll be seeing Guns N' Roses at Snapdragon Stadium. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at Ticketmaster.com. That's why we're giving them away now. Oh, I love that. Because tickets go on sale tomorrow. This is a subtle reminder to everyone that doesn't win that they can buy their tickets tomorrow. I like See the how tees. that works? Oh, it's
5: yeah. beautiful. All
3: right, we'll come back. we got Bob Scanlon now here with us in studio at our Airbnb, <laughs> Airbnb uh, studio. Just with, uh, you were at the Scrum with Bob Melvin. Yeah, you right. guys missed a lot. We'll tell you his. all about Thank it when we come all. back. Can't wait. Get us updated when we come back with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Radio show I've ever hosted. Never done it in my jams before. What do you call them again, Woods? Uh, Pegers. Pegers. Yeah, in our jams. house. Jams. Bob Scanlon is here at our Airbnb. What do you call your your, your bench jammies? Loads? Yeah,
5: uh, PJs. PJs. But, I mean, I just, do you got an extra pair? Do you have an extra long? Uh, I so I can. I might. Catch company. out with you, you guys? Nah, I'm yourself. fine. I'm you fine can take yourself.
4: your shoes off if you want. What size <laughs> shoe do you wear, by the this way? This is a 15. Got a size 15 going. Yeah. Holy
3: cow.
5: I'm just grateful that they make them now. Back back when I was playing, trying to find these things was was pretty tough. The
3: hokas? Yeah. The the hokas are nice. Really good. Shoe game is strong. You can hold that up to your foot, up to the camera. Everyone can. (laughs) It's steer. a ski. Did yeah, it'll, it'll you see that? I don't know. <laughs> a Around the delay right know. now. Yeah. I can't tell if that's showing <laughs> it'll, up.
5: Or it'll be or there. Not, don't worry, so, you can, Okay. You can set it down now. It'll, it'll, it'll pop up there in a second. Uh, okay. So, uh,
3: Bob Scanlan's here. We're going to talk about what uh, what was going on. He was just over at the Peoria Sports Complex. We'll do that after a quick check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. After listening to these reports from Kelly on the traffic and the roadways, I, Bob, I don't know how long you're staying here. I'm worried about us getting back on friday driving back to san diego through the mountains and the snow well, you
5: guys have snow tires right chains. Yeah, you got I'm chains right. and everything you're ready to go bring my
3: chains <laughs> on my trip to arizona
5: <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure you got a shovel in the back of the car too in case you gotta you know schloff yeah. the road to get, get We're already making
3: so. a long way around like 10 around to the 15 to try to avoid you know the The Pine Valley, Alpine, Mud Grant territories where it could be a little impassable.
4: I'll be flying back. Thank you very much. Right over the top of everything. Very excited. Smart man. man. You got a
5: helicopter? Personal helicopter? My my
4: missus and and my five-year-old are coming today. Going to take him to the complex tomorrow, Ooh, Nice backfields, and then go to the game, and then we're flying out tomorrow night. Oh, that would so, be fun. That'll yeah, be great. Ben will be carrying all my luggage home for me. Thank you very much. <laughs>
5: wow, well, you've got a I'll personal Sherpa. Sherpa. Well, wow. It may
3: end up at the side of the road when I get stranded, <laughs> so don't, don't count on it. You'll rummage through there. what you want yeah. first. Yeah, yeah I exactly. exactly. survive. <laughs> I may need to, what, what do I got in here? This bottle of whiskey will be in barter there. Barter and trade with people so I can get all the way home. This hour at 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Visit 5hourenergy.com, replace your afternoon coffee with a five-hour energy it's perfect when you're feeling coffeeed out and your stomach will thank you discover five-hour energy learn more at fivehourenergy.com i there's a bit of a repetition to spring training that doesn't lend itself necessarily to breaking news every single morning but uh, you were just over with bob melvin and his scrum anything to, to report scan oh you
5: guys missed out he opened the opening day starter his starting lineup <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> he kind of did give us
3: his, uh, his lineup yesterday i mean he told us Soto 2, Machado 3, Cronenworth 5, and it's pretty locked in. So he just was deciding between Bogarts and Tatis with the 1 and the cleanup spot.
5: Yeah, it was pretty cool because he talked about it again today, and I did. I saw your YouTube show with Bob yesterday. Great job. Thank uh, you. Got some insight from that. But Bob sort of echoed what you you were just talking about there, Ben, in terms of – and he actually went a step further saying, look, when you've got the top four guys – Really, you can put any of those guys anywhere in the top four spots, and you're probably gonna be okay, right? Um, But it certainly is interesting in terms of where do you put Fernando when when he comes back? Um, Juan Soto seems comfortable in the new number two spot. They were asked today, is there any chance with his on-base percentage that you might think about putting him in the number one spot? And Bob said, look, he's comfortable being in the number two spot, and that has a lot to do with it also, in terms of, yeah, you look at the numbers, but also you want the player to be comfortable in the spot that he's in, and Juan is certainly uh, you know, comfy in that number two place. So, hey, no matter how you cut it, when, you, when you're talking about those types of names, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? It's, yeah. uh, he's kind of your
4: prototypical two guy. I mean, in yeah. in, in this day and age of modern baseball, he's, he's just perfect. I mean, it just, it slots in perfectly. And, um, you know, Xander had told Bob, I like hitting second. It's my favorite, but my numbers are crap there, so don't hit me second. <laughs> and Bob said, well, you're not going to have to worry about it because Juan Soto's on this team for yeah. at least the next couple seasons, Xander. So,
5: we got a guy. Yeah, we got it's, a guy. It's okay. Got a guy.
4: He's there. He's going to be fine. Um, anything else Bob uh, talked about today that we need to know
5: about? Uh, well, it was interesting that the travel situation was brought up um, in terms of more of it there's going to be more of it this year and usually it's a little bit tougher on west coast teams in general you just have farther to travel and uh, the the time zones don't help you on the way back also he mentioned the chicago mexico trip we go from chicago to mexico there's no day off so i mean uh, not in a complaining way or anything it was just brought up you know hey what do you think about the travel this year so that that's certainly going to be a thing we're going to see nick martinez tomorrow for two innings we might see ryan weathers and uh, jay groom also for a couple of innings tomorrow, so we're getting a chance to take a look at some of the guys that are going to be battling for other spots. Um, Looking
4: forward to seeing him. Yeah, yeah, I've heard really, really good things about Jake Groom, and, yeah. and uh, got a chance to watch. Did not get to see Weather's throw, but you did. You watched him throw the other day. He's got the new over the head yeah. lineup. What is the what is the impetus for that? What is the um, what's the benefit? for him potentially
5: yeah actually he actually gave credit to jay groom because when jay groom came over he said look i saw a groomer doing it and i thought why don't i give it a try sure. and he did and he felt comfortable with it so really it's a timing thing it's a rhythm thing in terms of working out of the windup it can also provide a little bit more deception uh so people ask well, why doesn't everybody do that why did we get away from it it's not comfortable for everybody <coughs> no. so he felt comfortable with it he felt like it was helping his rhythm and it was really cool talking to ryan weathers a few days ago He was smiles the entire time we were talking about what he's been working on. Even last year, he didn't have great numbers, Yeah, but he worked on his grips. He worked on his secondary pitches. He's got the new windup. He was just grinning in terms of, I'm feeling good. good. I can't wait to get back out there. You just love to see that excitement out of out of guys, especially a young guy that went through a tough time last year. How
4: how how'd the velo look? I mean, I know it's good. early. Yeah, good. Good. yeah, good. I mean, I know that was something that that had kind of fallen off a little bit, and yeah, got to be tough for a pitcher, man, to to reach back and you've got you know, let's say 96. And then one day you reach back and you got 91. And then yeah. you got to figure out how to get guys out with 91. Uh, it's a tremendous difference, 96 and 91 at that level, Bob, as you know. What was the hardest you threw? Uh,
5: I was a 96, 97 guy back in the day. God. Yeah.
4: I mean, just, just electric.
5: But I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> no idea. so, so you take Did
4: you take some off?
5: No, actually, I was I was a power sinker guy. Okay. So you know what would have been fascinating? I would have loved to have had this technology back when I was playing 100%. in terms of the spin rates and all right. that kind of stuff, because I was one of those guys that at, at six foot eight, throwing 96, 97 <laughs> miles an hour. God. I thought, okay, I should be able to pitch up in the zone like some of these other guys and and blow it by guys. But whenever I tried to do that, I, I couldn't I couldn't get swings and misses. I couldn't get it past anybody. It just seemed like that wasn't my thing. So the batters told me, no electronic device, that, hey, you better stay down, stay down. and use that sinker. But still, I would have been fascinated to understand better why that was, or if I could have developed the four-seamer that was more effective upstairs, yeah. would I have used more curveballs instead of the slider and the split finger? So I, th- I think it would have been fascinating I, to know.
3: I, as a fan, I feel like there's an inclination when I hear about a pitcher who's not Using all of the technology, going well. Why? Why aren't they doing it? But at the same time, uh, being a golfer, I've done some of it. Woods does more of it with the, uh, you know, the speed, the track the, uh, sure. that they can do with yeah. the clubhead speed and the ball spin and everything. It doesn't always help. Sometimes it's too much information. Well, it helped me. It helped me. But, you know, sometimes it does help. A million percent.
5: Uh, It's a mixed bag. So the big thing for us was video back in the day, right? So for some guys, it was huge. For me, it actually caused more problems, I think. (laughs) And I really got back to, look, the bottom line is the hitter is going to let you know. There's no substitute. There's no statistic. There's no analytic that's going to be as helpful as, what's the hitter (laughs) letting you know? You can have great numbers on your spin rates and your effective spin and the velocity and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is, if hitters are letting you know that your stuff isn't that good, that's... They never
3: let you know in a nice way, though. They let you know with doubles and and homers. Yeah, but it's definitive. (laughs) Yeah, there's no second (laughs) guessing. They don't don't say that. You know what? (laughs) I would have crushed that one. You're yeah. probably going to need to you know throw that one a little lower, Bob. When you're backing
5: up third, it's <laughs> pretty definitive. Like, okay. I was I'm talking. talking to this, I was
3: talking.
4: To, I was talking to Loretta the other day at, at camp, and he was just just mfing it to death. He goes, "I hated live BP. I hated it so much first <laughs> day. He goes, these pitchers are so far ahead of us, and they they made us look like fools.' So I told Scan that he goes, "Oh, my favorite part." Spring training was (laughs) embarrassing guys the first few days. (laughs) And then Scan goes they
3: do catch up they do get they do catch up they do get their timing
5: that is that's your one week of yeah. like dominant man i can dominate it must be these a thrill guys for a
3: guy like a, a matt waldron to strike out a juan soto yeah even if it's just in a live bp setting in a spring training well, on, on a backfield somewhere
5: which is a great point <laughs> i mean honestly i remember facing mike schmidt for example in my first big league spring training oh my and God. on the one hand it's like this is amazing and on the other hand like Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I better not miss inside with yeah. a fastball Just right get here. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to Jay Grimm today and he was having a similar experience saying, you know, the other day I threw live BP and I was facing Soto and Machado and Bogarts and I'm thinking to myself and Bob actually made comment about it. He said, Yeah, we saw that. We watched that. That wasn't by accident. We wanted to see how the kid handled himself and he handled himself really well. So it's really a unique type of thing in terms of the quality of players that the Padres now have on this ball club in terms of not only what it adds to your confidence, not only what it adds to your lineup, but your pitchers in these types of situations. It's a great litmus test to see how you've got the ability to test guys in ways that you wouldn't have otherwise with stuff like that. Yeah, not every
4: team can run out uh, a young pitcher and say, Face this all-star lineup, kid, yeah. and and get them out. You know yeah. they're a lot of times facing younger players like themselves, or or kind of you know fringe guys at, at the big league level. But yeah. uh, watching Morahone the other day, he was he was thrown against Tatis and Cronenworth, and yeah. uh, he was looking pretty good. Castillo yesterday, we got to. It was such a bummer because we fr- we were just. Numb. By the end of our four-hour show Oh, outside, that was survival yesterday. It was survival. <laughs> we went to the backfields for all yeah. of about seven minutes. And before, we're like, we got to go. We got to thaw out. Yeah. But we did get to see um, Jose Castillo throw a little bit. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's funny. I was watching him throw. He was warming up. He bounced like the first four. And then the guys get in the box. And it was, it again, was, yeah, it was some of the big hitters. And he just looked. He looked like what we've been hearing about from him. Um, spinning it, you know, just just straight gas on these guys it looked yeah. really really good so there's some there's some names Brent Honeywell I watched him throw a pen a little bit yesterday too the, these names out there of
3: some really I mean, good there any depth spots for any of these that's guys that's the thing though, on, on the roster <sighs> Bob Melvin kind of said yesterday not really I mean maybe one maybe one spot that's yeah. amazing
5: no you're, you're absolutely right and so at this point and Bob has made comment about this as well the nice thing about sort of having the WBC is that it's a fun event from a baseball standpoint. Yeah, you're going to miss some of your big guys they are going to be gone. On the other hand, this gives a great opportunity for the coaching staff to get to see some of these other guys who no so might, not, might not break with the team. But as we know, it's going to take 40, 50 guys over the course of a season normally. And look, the, last year the Padres got incredibly lucky with the health of their rotation, right? For the most part, we had six or seven guys. Yeah absorbed most of the innings. Um, hopefully, that's the same thing this year. Knock but if not, board, man. You're going to have to find out about the Grooms and the Castillos and the Honeywells and the Ryan Weathers yeah. and uh, Julio Teron, Julio Tehran, I on mean, Saturday. forgetting about him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of guys that are all going to get an opportunity to help out this year. And, you know, going back to the veteran hitter-, hitter thing also, from a pitcher standpoint, not only does it help the young guys, but even as a veteran guy, I love when, when, when a Manny Machado would stand in the box and just track my pitches yeah and then afterwards come and say hey man you're dropping the arm a little bit I I could pick up the change up or I saw the span on that you can get the rotations and everything
3: yeah all guests on Benowitz including Bob Scanlon appear on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline save money the right way with premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet find new roads we've got one hour to go scan's going to stick around a little bit longer as we get into our final hour and then we'll be back at the uh, the complex tomorrow for a big Friday finale with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. 973 The fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.